hallelujah, hallelujah, Mr. Billy Preston this morning. And you can't be God's giving. You can't be the way he gives, no matter how hard you try. Because the more you give, <laughs> the more he gives to you. Oh, uh, yeah, just keep on living. I'm telling you, his word is true. I know it's true. Because God is a giver, hallelujah. And he loves a cheerful giver. And we thank him this morning for giving all to us. Gave his son, hallelujah. Gave his spirit to us. Gave his word to us. Yeah. And, and you know, many are going through because they don't understand uh, the importance of what God has given. Faith, trust, oh, so much. He's given gifts. Yeah, promises. Oh, he's given us so much. We just have to take uh, the advantage of what he has given us. Yeah, take advantage of it. Oh, yeah, use it. Apply it. Yeah, daily. Hallelujah. He's that kind of God. And sometimes we're going through trials because this is a suffering way. It's not easy all the time. And uh, you can ask Daniel about it. You can ask Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You can ask them about it. Go and ask Jesus about it. It's a suffering way. Yeah. Ask Apostle Paul. Uh, ask Peter and those boys. Ask them about it. Yeah, every day will not be Sunday. Sabbath will have no end because there are things we go through. Everything that we basically go through is trial. But many people get caught up into their flesh. And they feel in this fleshly. They think in this fleshly. They haven't allowed themselves to use the spirit of God. Let the word do the work. The word of God will do the work for you. Because we're standing on his word. And after standing, we're going to stand some more on his word because it's a sure foundation. It won't give in. It won't cave in. Hallelujah. His word is going to do what he set out for it to do. Yeah. It won't return back to him void. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And I'm grateful unto him this morning. Thank God for another Thursday morning. We coming into the weekend. Hallelujah. And I'm grateful unto him. I appreciate him and I love him today. Because it was him that first loved me. Yeah. It was him that decided to make me for his pleasure. And so I'm excited right there. Amen goes right there. Thank you, Jesus. And so, you know, I'm thinking uh, on things, how God moves and um, how he's always there for us. And, you know, sometimes we just want what we want, and we just can't get over the fact that we are not getting what we want. But it's a trial. If there's something you're truly desiring and you prayed about it and God has not moved upon it yet, he has not given that to you yet, let it go. Don't you make it a trial. Let God bring trials. Don't you make it a trial because you, you, you're just getting yourself deeper and deeper into trouble. Next thing you're talking all out of your head because you lost your mind over it. There's nothing worth losing your mind over. Let this mind be in us that was also in Christ Jesus. He only wanted to please the Father. He only wanted to do the will of the Father. He told him that. 
I come, hallelujah, to do the will of him that sent me. Who sent him? The Father. Yeah, and it's a good thing. Sent him as he come. At first he was the word. God made the word flesh and allowed him to dwell among men. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Listen, uh, for those that know evangelist Jerry House, I know Louis know him. He got married yesterday. He went on and married 10. <laughs> we call it 10 10. So he went on to marry 10 yesterday. And I think 10 is from the Philippines. And so they got married uh, last night, I think it was. And then he uh, posted it this morning over on Facebook. But he called me yesterday. And he called me to talk to me about the um, the church and uh, these new places uh, that he's getting to go because he's retiring very soon from truck driving. And uh, once he uh, retired, he's going into full-time ministry. And uh, he invited me to uh, come over and be a part of this huge thing they have going on. And so I was grateful for that, that he even thought about me. He said, woman of God, you know I can't forget you. I can never forget you because, you know, when I would come to you, I said, and I understand. And I, I thank you for that. I thank you for not forgetting it. So I got a hold of Robin Lynn Maven yesterday and talked with her about it, and uh, she's going to help me to put uh, Jesus in the morning over there, and that way, you know, we'll start getting more callers and more listeners. And so uh, it, it's got to be done God's way because I can't, I can't just get people here. God has to send who he wants here. And those that he sends, they stay, yeah. Those that he sent, they listen in the archives every day, a lot of them. And uh, some of them listen to um, yesterday's show today. At tomorrow, they listen to today's show. Yeah, they have a, a way that they do it. And uh, back in the day, women used to tell me, I come home from work, kick them shoes off, run and put my house clothes on, and I start my dinner listening to Jesus in the morning. I thought that was funny. Yeah, so many who listen in the archives, yeah, I want you to know you are a real blessing. You are a real blessing, and I thank God for you. And I know there are many out there who don't agree with everything I say. Yeah, they don't agree. But one thing about it, I looked at, I think it was Peter and John, Brother Louis, who went over and healed the man, told him, silver and gold have I none, but rise and walk in the name of Jesus. I think uh, those two were having some problems. They didn't agree on everything. And eventually, I believe, one had to go with someone else this way and the other one had to go with someone else that way. Yeah. Nobody was wrong in what they were saying. It was the way that it was said. And so they didn't agree. And uh, they had to separate. And that's all right. That's all right. Because uh, the way that I know God is different in a lot of ways that you know him. Yeah. I, I know him as a healer on certain things. You, you you know him as a healer on certain things, but it's not the same thing. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, you, you know him as a heavy little bearer. Yeah. But, see, it's, it's not the same Heavy load. Your load is different from mine. Many members, one body. One body. But we agree on 
this one thing. God so loved the world, he sent his only begotten son, that whoever believe on him won't perish, but have everlasting life. Yeah. We come into agreement on this. Jesus is. Oh, yeah, the way, the truth, and the life. We come together on that. Now, we may not come together on other things because I see so many people who have not been taught the truth. Mm-mm. Uh-uh. They, they're not taught faith. It's like uh, I can do what I want to do, and if, and when I decide to pray, I can pray. I don't have to pray every day. Uh, I don't have to obey the word of God every day. I don't have to get in the word of God every day. All I do is when I need something, I go to God. That is so far from the truth until I don't know what else to tell them. It's very far from the truth. Yeah. We have to stay with God. We have to make our calling and election sure with him daily. Yeah, we have to stay on that straight and narrow daily. Uh, His word even says, and you'll often hear me say this, and I do love it, I do love it. If we'll keep our mind on him, he will keep us in perfect peace. So now if you're not praying, uh, if you're not focused, if you don't know what the word says concerning you, then I don't, I don't know how you stand with God because whenever you want to, you can cuss. Whenever you want to, you can fornicate. Uh, whenever you want to, you can lie, cheat, or steal. You can do anything you want to do because you're not allowing God to lead in God. You're trying to control things, and that will not work. I can tell you it won't work. Uh, it worked for a little while, but then you'll find yourself back in your flesh. Yeah, You won't find yourself obeying in the spirit of God and walking in the spirit that you don't fulfill the lust of your flesh. And it don't always mean uh, fornicating. There are other things that we do, you know. There are other lusts in our hearts we have. Yeah. Some people lust for money, lust for a car, lust for a home, different things. But when we learn to let go, let it go, let it go. If you take it to God in prayer, he heard you the first time. I promise you he he heard you. And give God a chance to have some patience and time because he's working some things out. And especially if we're dealing with people, if there's something concerning another human being, Give God a chance, please. Give him some time to work it out. Because he won't just come in and force a will. What he will do, he will allow things to cause you to change your mind. We look back at Jonah. He didn't force Jonah. (laughs) He just brought events up that would change Jonah's mind. He didn't change Jonah's mind. Jonah changed his own mind after being in the whale's belly or the big fish belly for a while. Yeah, he got tired of that real quick. Yeah, I would too. Seaweed and it's smelly down there, wet and damp. Oh, no, I would have got real sick of that real quick. And he knew why. See, he knew why he was in the belly 
of the whale out of big fish. He was disobedient. Yeah. And he did not want to go over to Nineveh and obey God because he felt like they're using you. You don't see how they're treating you over there. They don't care nothing about you or your word, your statutes, your commandments. They don't care nothing about that. And you want me to go and give them a word from you? Jonah caught the boat. <laughs> Ooh, Jonah was headed to Nineveh, he thought. And God called the wind. He made the sea get angry and violent. Even the captain of the boat said, wait a minute here, somebody on here sin in this camp. Somebody on here not right. We never had these problems before. He went around to everybody, pray to your God. And somebody told him, hey, look, you got one down in the bottom of the ship down there. You know, he's down there asleep. He went down there and woke him up. How can you uh, sleep like this man and we in this bad storm? Because Jonah thought he was scot-free. See, he, he had peace then. I'm not, I don't have to go to Nineveh now. I, I don't have to uh, do this and that. And he had peace, so he went on to sleep. The man went down there and asked him, well, who is your God? He told him, uh, look, my God is this and that, and I don't have to call on him. He already know I'm trying to run, and I'm hiding. I think I'm hiding. Because God knew right where he was, yeah. And so a lot of times that's our case. We won't do what God will have us to do. But we'll be out here with all this voice. We'll honor God with our lips. But our heart is far from it. It's lip service. And God don't just deal with lips. He deal with the heart. That's, that's his main thing. What's in our heart is what he deals with. Who are you and what you really are? Because he said this, he wouldn't always strive with man because man was evil and man could not do evil enough. So God deal with your heart, and he knows the very intent. And so he's looking for some willing soldiers. He's looking for some people who would be faithful to him daily who will obey him daily and won't forget him and won't forget his statutes, his word. Yeah. But I I see a lot of that, and people don't even understand, and they quickly say, oh, I'm a Christian. Oh, I'm a believer. Well, what you believe? What do you believe? Because, see, I believe I'm Barbara, and I'm going to take care of Barbara. I'm going to eat. I'm going to sleep. You know, I'm going to shower. I'm go to the doctor do because I'm Barbara. What you believe is what you're going to do. Yeah. And who you love is going to show daily. If you love God, it's going to show. If you like him, it's going to show. And many like him, but they don't love him. Many are looking for him to be faithful to them, but they will not be faithful to him. It's like they say, oh, he's God. He got it made, you know. He understands. And that's the problem. He really does understand. 
I've heard people say, don't judge me, God know my heart. And what they really didn't understand, he knew the very intent of their hearts. They thought they were saying something. Yeah. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm trying to get the words faith, trust, and work out more and more and more and more so that people can be saved. And not just saved from hell, but Saved from the things of this old world. Saved from the things that's causing them to fall. To stay down when they can be up. Because many think they are in control. We're not in control. God is. He made, again today, the heavens and the earth. Yeah, so we have to look to him. This morning we're going in to hear um, Bishop E. Dewey Smith. And uh, his message today is overcoming the silence of heaven. Overcoming the silence of heaven. I wanted to talk a little bit about victory is mine. Victory, you heard the songwriter say, victory today is mine. Yeah. No matter what situation come our way, it will run to God. He's able to make us victorious. Oh, I know it, it feels bad, you know, and you want it so different. But if God does not change it, it will remain the same. But don't give up on God because the situation remains the same. In his perfect timing, he's come and he's going to fix that for you. Because a lot of times when we in bad situations, what happens is this, we remain humble. Yeah. When we have money, we stand in need of this, we stand in we are humble. Down in the valley, we are humble. As soon as God began to bring us up to the top of the mountains, we start showing out. We start acting as if we got the power as if we brought ourselves out of the valley. You didn't. He did. So a lot of times God allows us to stay there. And some people pray, well, Lord, why am I here? Why am I going through this? When things begin to happen, I don't go with why. I tell myself, this must Jesus battle cross alone and all the world go free? No. There's a cross for everyone. And I know there's a cross for me. Yeah, I was too. I said, Lord, I need more money because I'm trying to get some things done. You know what I heard? <laughs> Wait on the Lord. Be of a good courage, <laughs> and he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. I immediately uh, went back in and, and uh, rescheduled some appointments for a later day. Yeah. Because it's nothing I can do. I can't do nothing until he comes. And even as I'm speaking, he's opening doors and making ways for me. Even as I'm speaking. I said I needed more money. He, I believe he's even working that out in his own way. Because he knows what's best for me. Yeah. So I learned to have patience, to wait on him. Everything is not instant. 
Everything is not overnight. Some things we have to wait for. And while I'm waiting, I'm praying for the lesson out of that. Which lesson is this? Patience. That's what that represents for me. Wait on me. Be of good courage. I'm going to strengthen your heart. <clears throat> and and the way he's going to strengthen my heart is he's going to give me what I ask for at the perfect time. Not in my time, but his perfect time. Because when it comes, it's going to be right there at a great need. I'm, I'm going to really need it then. And it also takes me back to God's supply need according to his riches and glory by Son Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. You can't beat him. You can't beat him. You can't beat him giving. Uh, you can't beat him in the blessing business. He'll give us favor. Favor. I've walked in places and people just turned around with a nice smile at me on their face. Favor. I'm sure had I asked for something, everybody in there would have seen if they had what I asked for. Favor. Favor. Hallelujah. So, look, I wanted to read this one right quick this morning, and then we're moving on in prayer. And then when we come back from prayer, one more song, and then we're coming with a pastor, E. Dewey Smith. Listen, I was looking over at First John, First John, the fifth chapter, and the fourth verse. And and that's what E. Dewey Smith going to talk about overcoming as well. But for whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. It overcometh the world. See, we might have something that we really, really want, a great desire, and it's just going at us. I, I, I mean, you know you're going to get it, but you, it, it's just knowing at you. There are some things you're not sure uh, because all these obstacles are in your way. It's what you feel. Oh, my credit bad. See, you want the big Bentley. You want the big Mercedes. But but my credit bad. I don't make enough on the job. It is just one obstacle after another around the situation of you wanting that Bentley. And so you're looking at it, and men speak negative, and they tell themselves, oh, I won't be able to get that. I, I may as well settle for a Ford. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. I don't care what the enemy bring. Oh, they say they're going to uh, give me my walking papers. They're going to give me the pink slip on the job. But see, I, I have the victory. Victory is mine. I've already overcome the world because he overcame the world. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Huh? I, I, I preach it every day. I teach it every day. I share it every day. I talk it every day. The main key with God is faith. We must believe. It don't say you, you, you can if you want to. You should believe. It's okay if you do believe. Now, he said, those of us that come to him, we must believe that he is a reward of them that diligently seek him. You want to be in? Diligently seek God. Seek his word. Put his word into action, which means to apply that word to your everyday life. 
For whosoever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Faith will make you overcome those obstacles. Faith will make you overcome that pink slip they're talking about writing uh, you on the job and giving you your walking papers. Faith will over uh, uh, come for you when mom passed away, when dad passed away. When you're battling with your house payment, your mortgage payment, your rent payment, did he not open the door through the stimulus? Many were suffering. The people of God, we can see God made a way. It's not that the government had so much love for us. It's not that the president had so much love for us. But at that time, God gave us favor with whoever was in charge. Overcome. And this is the victory that overcometh the world. Even our faith. We've already won the battle. It's already won. Because we got the great army fighting for us. We have the great God that have all the power. He can send one Michael, <laughs> that fighting angel, to fight for us. And we'll just walk right in there, overcome it all. Some things we tarry with, God allows to tarry with it, which means we're waiting and we're toiling with it and we're going through with it. During those times, we remain humble. And how many know all before when everything was good, they was running the race and not with patience. They was running it like microwave, push, push, push. They was running it like a remote control, click, click, click. They was running it like they was on a computer, just hidden keys. Never stopped to pray right. Never stopped to study right. Oh, they went to church. Oh, they talked about God. They had a form of godliness, but they denied the power thereof. But when trouble came, they stopped themselves. God didn't have to stop them. When God allowed that trouble to come, oh, no, 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 they took time then. They, they, they took time to pray. They took time to read the Bible, study the Bible. They took time to hear from God. They took time to worship God in their own home. Why? Trouble has arisen. And, and what happened before? They was microwaving. They was click, click, clicking, remote controlling. They was on a computer. Delete, delete, delete. Sin, uh, log in. Oh, they had it going on until trouble come. Today we don't want trouble to come before we have patience and time to spend with God. We want to make this a daily thing because we have the victory. Some people going through bad with the victory. They have the victory, but they can't see victory. They can't let God bring them into a victorious state because they're too busy fighting with the situation. They just cannot let it go. If you believe God is the true God of heaven and earth, and if you believe that he have all power, and if you believe that God truly loves you, let it go. You haven't died yet. You've gone through some worse situations. Somebody had to have a major operation, and your chances were slim. You didn't even know your chances were slim, but God brought you out because you prayed. 
Lord, I'm going in, but God guided the surgeon hand. Lord, touch and heal my body. Lord, bring me out. You come out victorious. Oh, you had some stitches. Oh, you were sore for a few minutes. Oh, you didn't walk normal. But as the days went by, God continued to allow your body to heal. And now you're better than you was before you went into surgery. See, this is what I'm saying. We talk a good game. But do we really believe God? Do we really trust God? Do we believe that we are overcomers? Do we believe that we are victorious? Do we really have faith? Verse 5 says, Who is he that overcometh the world? But he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God. My goodness, from Zion. Because we say we believe that, but we don't. See, we say one thing, but our actions show another. Today, we are overcomers. We are victorious. We overcome the world. He said he overcame the world, and we will do. Look what it says in verse 6, and we're going to pray. This is he that came by water and blood, even Jesus Christ. Not by water only, but by water and blood. And it is the spirit that beareth witness because the spirit is true. Oh, I just got to go down to seven. Are three that bear record in heaven. The Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. And these three are one. Look what he said. Now, I didn't say the Son, but we know the Son, the Word. We know Jesus is still the Word. He says, for there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost, and these three are one. I, I just got to go down just a little bit further, okay? And there are, are, are three that bear witness in earth the spirit, the water, and the blood. And these three agree in one. My goodness. Remember, Jesus said to Nicodemus, you must be born again. And Nicodemus asked him, well, can I enter my mother's womb a second time? He told him, no. But you must be born of the water and the spirit. Remember that? And there are three that bear witness in earth the spirit and the water and the blood, and these three agree in one. Verse 9 says, if ye receive the witness of men, the witness of God is greater. Huh? How many of them believe what the boss said? How many of them believe what mama said, daddy said? We heard Jerry say yesterday, she heard what her mama said, she believed it, and she put it to the test when the time came. How many of us believe what people say over God? And God, the witness of God is greater. Why? He's got all power. Why? His eyes are in every place beholding the evil and the good. Why? He sleeps not humble. Why? The earth is his, the fullness thereof, the world, and they that dwell therein. The witness of God is greater. What God says is more of a truth than any man. He even told us, don't put your trust in man. 
We got to only trust him. For this is the witness of God which he has testified of his son. Yeah, because the witness of Jesus is much greater. Who loved us like that? Who loves us like that today? Nobody. But Sean Mitchell said he searched all over. He couldn't find nobody. Nobody greater. Nobody greater than Almighty God. He that believeth on the Son of God hath have the witness in himself. Ooh, look at this. He that believeth on the Son of God hath the witness in himself. See, I can testify. You hear it all the time. Because I believed on the Son of God, Jesus. Today I have testimony after testimony, and it's not what the preacher told me. It's not what the Sunday school teacher taught me. It's not because I was over at the AME church, uh, the CME church. I went over to the Church of Christ. I, I, I went to the Jehovah Witnesses. I went over to not, not, none of that. I have the witness in me. I experienced it live for myself. Yeah. He that believeth on the Son of God hath the witness in himself. He that believeth not God has made him a liar. He that believeth not God has made him a liar. Because he believeth not the record that God, that God gave of his son. I'm going to go one more. I'm going to at least go one more to 11. And this is the record that God has given to us eternal life. And this life is in his son. He that hath the Son hath life, and he that hath not the Son of God hath not life. Ooh, I could read on and on and on and on and on and on. I got to get you to do a sniff in here. But these things have I written unto you, that believe in the name of the Son of God, Jesus, that ye may know that ye have eternal life, and that ye may believe on the name of the Son of God. And this is the confidence that we have in him. That if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. He heareth us. If we ask according to his will, he said, for he is love. He loves a cheerful giver. Uh, he said to love one another. And if we feel like we don't have the love, if we go to him, guess what? He's going to give it to us. Oh, look at this. And this is the confidence. And you got to be confident. You got to have faith and trust God and know him for yourself. That we have in him that if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. He don't just hear anything. He's not just going to answer anything. This is telling us right here in 14. And if we know that he hear us whatsoever we ask, we know that he will, that that we have the petition that we desire of him. I'm going to God for my stuff, okay? I'm not asking man for my stuff. I'm asking God. He's the author finisher of my faith. I need more faith. I'm asking God. And being prepared for the trials that's coming to give me faith. I need more love. I'm going to ask God for more love according to his word, see his will, according to his word, and prepare myself for the trials that's coming to give me love. 
But I ask for patience. I'm going to ask God for patience and prepare for the trial that's coming my way that's going to give me patience. Because when you ask for it, you're going to go through the lesson that's going to teach you how to have patience. Oh, yeah. I'm not telling you what the Sunday school teacher taught me or the preacher. I'm telling you from experience. Hallelujah. But we got to get there. We have got to get there. Hallelujah. Got to get there. Not just because of stuff and things. But we want to please God just like Jesus did. Look what he did. Look at it. He didn't go out by the cross. They nailed him to it. He didn't say, I will suffer. He went on and suffered. Yeah. Hallelujah. 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 Uh, thank you, Jesus. Listen, we're going to one song of the morning first. And thank you, Brother Lewis, for posting script. And when we come back, we're coming back with our morning prayer. And after morning prayer, we're going in with uh, Pastor E. Dewey Smith this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, we thank God today. He's on our side in spite of us. Yeah, he's for us today. And if he be for us, he's more than the whole world against us. Thank you, Jesus.
bow down. Oh, I love that. I love that. Mr. Luther Barnes, Holy Spirit falls on me. Fall down. Holy, a spirit fall down. That's the name of that one, Mr. Luther Barnes. And I do like it a whole lot. And listen, remember I said yesterday I would check on Brother Perry. And so I looked for him on Facebook. I could not find him. I said, where's Brother Perry? And I remembered I had gotten an email from him last year. I said, let me go to this email and write him and see if I can uh, get something from him. And so he wrote me back. And uh, I told him to send me a picture. Because, see, I was looking for him on Facebook, and I seen some George West Paris, but I, it wasn't him. And so I wanted to be, make sure. So he sent me the picture, and he said, yeah, I closed my Facebook page down. He said, but I don't mind sending you the picture. And so evidently he's feeling okay. He's feeling okay how soon because he didn't tell me, you know, he was feeling bad or sick or anything, but I hadn't seen him or heard from him, so I wanted to check on him, you know, and that's what we do over here. We try and check on one another. I don't hear from you now. It's not that I'm trying to force you uh, to come, you know, back to Jesus in the morning. Not that, but I know you usually come. And if I don't see you, then I, I need to find out why I'm not seeing you today or a couple of days that went by and I don't see. And I know you usually come, you see. So, yeah, that's what that is. And uh, I thank God for that. I thank God for that because we love one another over here. And we may not have ever met one another or anything like that, but we are many members of this one body. And that body is taught to love one another. Arm, love your finger. Finger, love your hand, you see. Uh, 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 arm, love your wrist. Arm, love your shoulder, you know. So we love one another, and we want to keep up with one another, make, making sure everything is all right. Hallelujah. I got some money refunded um, yesterday uh, to those who had donated to uh, the 35 sewing machines. I was so happy about that. I didn't know what to do, but... The uh, guy that I was helping to raise the money for, uh, he got a little upset because I uh, ended ended the fundraiser and began to return the money back to whoever donated it. And so I can't help that, you know, and see a lot of people uh, don't understand. They don't understand this. If God show me something, I have to do it. I know you say you, you, you've been serving him 35 years. I know you went to seminary school. I know your parents taught you. But what I need you to learn is when God moves, you move just like that. Yeah, when God speaks, you move. You're, you're not holding on to what you're talking about because that won't do you any good. Yeah, that will not do you any good. So, you know, folk get upset and this and that. Well, you just have to be upset. I'm so sorry you upset, but I got to do what God will have me uh, to do, you know. And so that's how I go. I got a, a request, and I, I have to play it, and I just saw it. Wait a minute. We moving on. I want to do your will. Okay. Oh, there it is, there it is. Oh, it's one of my favorites, too. We getting there. We getting there. Oh, I love this one right here, too. Yes, yes, yes. 
is one of my favorites. But we're going to prayer, and uh, after prayer, I know I said we're going right in with uh, Pastor E. Dewey Smith, but I got this request, and it's a hot request too, so I am going to play this one more request, then we're going right in with E. Dewey Smith. Yeah, and do it that way. But let's pray this morning, and we're praying that prayer of faith because we realize it's the prayer of faith that makes us whole. And today we want to trust God. Y'all go over and look at First John, the fifth chapter. It's the last chapter of First John. Not not Matthew, Mark, Luke, and Saint John, but you going over to First, Second. Yeah, you going over to those Johns. You know, over there by James. So look at verse 5, I mean chapter 5, and read on down through there. Yeah, it's going to bless you. That's all it's going to do. Yeah, it's going to bless you. Let's pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this day. We thank you for another Thursday morning. Lord, April the 29th, 2021. God, we've seen a minute of April 29th. 29th, but not 2021. You have blessed us with another day. We thank you. We thank you for bringing us up until this present time. In this week, Lord, you blessed us to come this far in this week. You've allowed it, and we thank you. We thank you. We can't tell you thank you enough. Father, we thank you for all you've done, what you're doing right now, and what you're going to do. We thank you this morning. For there's none like you, none who love us the way that you love us, none who care for us the way that you care. And, Father, we are bowed down in humbleness, bowed down in worship, God. And we come boldly before your throne of grace, make our petition known unto you this morning. And, Father, we believe, so not only will you hear, but you will answer. And, Father, it's by faith we are asking these things. We believe that you're going to do it for us. Hallelujah. And we come this morning asking, Father, that you would bless every caller and every listener. Bless those that are coming through the archives and the podcasts. Father, we ask today that you would move for them and their families and their friends, for their households, O oh God. Whatever they stand in the need of today, whatever their heart's desires is, according to your will, we ask this morning that you would move in a mighty way. And, Lord, we ask that you move quickly, but we know that not our will must be done, but your will must be done. Move for your people. In the name of Jesus, we are asking. Father, those that are sick, we asking that you would heal their bodies today. Make them over again. Lord, give them a brand-new mind to think about the things that they need to do. Help today, God, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Father, we bring those that are incarcerated, those that are in every branch of the military, widowers, bereaved families, intercessory prayer people, Israel and Jerusalem. Father, our brothers and sisters overseas, God, we ask that you would open every door for them and move in a mighty way for these, your people. For many are suffering. Many don't know which way to go. They don't have it as we have it over here. Many don't have medical, oh God. Many don't have food, clothes, shelter even. But, Father, we know that you are able this morning, and we're counting on you. We're bringing our petition to you this morning concerning our brothers and sisters overseas and ask that you would do it for them. 
in the name of Jesus. Father, we bring those that are in every branch of the military. Mm. Father, we bring America and the leadership of America before you this morning. And that, God, we all will bow down to you. Help us all to remember your word today. For your word is the lamp unto our feet, if we can believe and obey, and a light unto our path. Or do it for us today, Father. In the name of Jesus, we know there's nothing too hard for you to do. Lord, you rose the wind and the sea up so that Jonah would obey. And, Lord, raise up whatever it is that would cause all of us to obey today. In the name of Jesus, strengthen us, O God. We ask that you would have your way here this morning. Move by your spirit and bless us, your people, through your word today. Father, we thank you. We give you glory. We give you honor and praise. We ask it all again this morning in Jesus' name. Amen and hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. I've seen some papers, and somebody finna sign something that's going to bless them. I couldn't see the words on the papers, but I know if a signature is required at the bottom, and I know this, I know that it's going to be a blessing unto whoever signed these papers. Ah, yeah, 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 today. Hallelujah, Jesus. Ah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Hallelujah. Uh-huh. And we all can lift our hands and tell him thank you this morning. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, because he's blessing all of us this day. Not with just the regular norm of the day. But God is adding some things to us today, and we're thankful unto him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hey, thank you, Lord. Thank you. Huh? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you. Thank you for what you're doing for us right now, Lord. Thank you for opening doors and making ways for us. Ooh, thank you for your special blessings coming our way. We don't even deserve it, but God, you yet sending these blessings in the natural to bless us. We thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, I saw somebody getting a little more money. Yeah, I saw that too. Thank you, Jesus. I pick up on that money, they say. <laughs> thank you, Lord, for the extra finances. Thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you. Thank you for the unexpected finances. Lord, thank you for the unexpected blessings. We give you glory. We give you honor and praise. Father, we ask it this morning in Jesus' name. Hey, thank you, thank you. Hey, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Lord, thank you. Thank you for what you're doing, God. Lord, you know the day, God. Mm, you know my heart for your people. Bless them today, Lord Jesus. Open doors for them today. Give heart desires. Mm, thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. I can hear the phone ringing, too. Somebody getting good news. Hallelujah. Through the phone call today. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you. Hallelujah. I hear the phone ringing. I can hear it. Good news is coming your way. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. <laughs> oh, it's already done. 
Thank you, Lord. Thank you. We thank you, Jesus. Thank you for our faith. Thank you for our trust in you. We thank you for your word this morning. Father, again, your word is a lamp unto our feet, a light unto our path. It will show us which way to go. Forever, O oh God, that word is settled in heaven. And, Lord, help us to apply it daily. Help us not to forget you daily. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Mm. Can't say thank you enough. Oh, bless your name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Listen, I'm going to this one. And uh, when we come back, we're coming back with Pastor E. Dewey Smith. And uh, his message this morning is overcoming the silence of heaven. Overcoming the silence of heaven. That's the message for today. Hallelujah. Let's take a listen to this. I love it.
I'm going to do what you say. Radio, not just for your ears, but also for your spirit. Jesus in the morning radio. And you're with Barbara. Oh, yeah. Hallelujah. Ain't nothing like praising him. I can tell you that. When, when he gave you something and you use what he gave you, even a song, do you know that will bless you thoroughly? That will bless you, bless you, bless you. That will cause you to get from one trial to the next trial, from one situation to the next situation. Because he put that in your spirit, because that's what's going to happen. Hallelujah. Oh, look at here. Because remember, I, I, I shared this, and we're going to uh, uh, Pastor E. Dewey Smith. We're going to him over, overcoming uh, when heaven is silent, uh, 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 heaven silence. Listen. I can remember the pastor wife gave me a song. And this song during that time, it, it, it meant something to me because the pastor wife gave it to me, Sister William, Bernadette William. And she gave me the little uh, cassette, I think it was, to play so that I could learn the words to the song. And the song was somewhat similar to this one, but it said that I want to live in the beauty of the Lord so that he can be pleased with me. I want to do his will, run this race until he calls and beckons for me. Lord, prepare me for that kingdom. <laughs> I want to be in that care forevermore, for I want to run this race yeah, oh, I used to love that song, but then because I sang it, that's why, and the pastor wife gave it to me. But do you know that became a part of me, that song, and the words that it said became real in me? When God gives you even a song, go ahead and sing it. Go ahead and use it, Andrea Spinner, because the song that he gave you is going to bless you, see on. Ah, yes, it is. Yes, it is. Good morning, Brother Perry. God bless you this morning. I got my picture. I got my picture. I'm doing pretty good, brother. <laughs> God bless you this morning. Glad you're feeling better and everything. We thank God for it. So, listen, we're going in with Pastor E. Dewey Smith this morning and uh, listen uh, to the message of overcoming the silence of heaven. Let's take a listen. I'm led to share with you today. It is recorded in the book of Psalms, uh, and uh, we have uh, one more Sunday, perhaps, in the Psalms. And there's a message God has given me for this occasion. It is recorded in the book of Psalms, and the 22nd number of the Psalms. Psalms, Psalm number 22, or Psalm, Psalm selection 22. 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 And for the benefit of brevity, I want you to notice two verses with me. Psalm 22, verses 1-2 of Psalm 22. It reads thusly, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Why art thou so far from helping me and from the words of my roaring? O oh my God, I cry in the daytime, but thou hearest not. 
and the night season and am not silent. God bless you. You may be seated. What an intriguing passage of scripture. I want to read it again. I want you to read it along with me. Psalm number 22, verse 1. My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Why art thou so far from helping me and from the words of my roaring? Oh, my God, I cry in the daytime, but thou hearest not, and in the night season, and am not silent. Amen. I'm going to talk about this morning, simply from this thought, overcoming the silence of heaven. Overcoming the silence of heaven. Overcoming the silence of heaven. My brothers and my sisters, there is a period that is in between the Old and New Testaments that is called the intertestamental period. It's a very unique dispensation. Even now, 2,000 plus years later, it is a very eerie, eerie season. This time is an eerie season because it lasted for 400 years. The interim in between the Old and New Testament, a fourth centuries long season. It is not eerie because of the number of years. It is not even eerie because there was a paradigm shift in Palestine that saw how Hebrew culture totally transformed to Greek culture, Greek language, Greek speaking, Hellenism. But this 400-year period in between the Old and New Testament, it is an eerie dispensation primarily because for the duration of this period there was no inspired word from God. There was no theophany. There was no prophet, minor or major, who spoke a word on behalf of divinity. For 400 years, literally, the heavens shut up. For 400 years, there was no word from God. My sisters and my brothers, can you imagine life lived for four weeks without hearing from God. Can you imagine life lived for four months 
for years without any direct contact or visitation from on high. Such was the primary characteristic of the intertestamental period that God, because of the apostasy and hypocrisy of Israel, decided that he would no longer speak to them until he got ready to send forth his son Jesus in the fullness of time. What a blessing it is that God has allowed us to live in the 21st century. That we don't have to be the recipients of such a dreadful and a deplorable moment, a 400-year season when God is silent. However, my sisters and my brothers, although there are times that we can celebrate the fact that God has blessed us to live in 2007, there are precarious predicaments that will arise that although we don't live in that intertestamental period, there are times that even right now, when it seems that even heaven may be silent in our individual walks with the Lord. My brothers and my sisters, has there ever been a moment in your life when you've called for God to intervene? Has there ever been a time in your life when you sought help from on high? And yet it seems that the answer to your prayers is so evasive and pervasive. Uh, my brothers and my sisters, have you ever really got on your knees and asked God to bring something into fruition in your pilgrimage only to discover that what you've been asking for never seems to come to realization? Recently I found myself in that type of predicament when noticing the rapid decay of my baby brother's body when seeing that death look in his eyes I began to pray that God would touch my brother and give him long life and give him health and body and when God decided to called my brother from labor to reward it it made me ponder that theme again God did you really hear me praying I was taught as a boy that if I would ask it would be given my Sunday school teachers told me with regularity that if I would seek I'd find and if I just would knock that the door would be open I was told that we have not because we ask not. I was told that we can always come boldly before his throne to obtain mercy and to find grace to help in our time of need. What happens when we've come boldly before the throne? What happens when we've asked? What happens when we've sought and not? But yet it seems that heaven does not have one answer to your petition. 
And perhaps I'm speaking to some people in this room today, or those who watch me right now by television, who may not want to agree publicly, but privately you've pondered that reality of this rather forbidding and foreboding analysis of the Christian condition. And that is, is it possible for me to pray? And God never responds. Is it possible for me to ask God to give me a job and yet I still find myself jobless? Is it possible to ask God for a spouse but yet I'm still lonely? Is it possible to ask God for college tuition but yet it's seems like the finance department has lost their last piece of everlasting mind. What, what, what happens when I've been asking and praying and seeming that the answer to my prayer is so evasive and so pervasive? Such is the case in our text this morning. For in all probability, David found himself in the woodlands of Maon as a fugitive fleeing for his life because of the assassination attempt of the first monarch of Israel's history by the name of Saul. David writes here, and his work is not only poetic, but it is deemed as being prophetic, in that Charles Spurgeon says, there's none like this psalm in all of the psalms. For David prophetically gives us a photograph of the Lord's saddest hours. That here David writes from a poetic perspective for himself, but from a prophetic perspective for Christ. This psalm is so powerful that David is wondering why does an anointed king find himself without any help or any answer from heaven? And so the words that he initiates this psalm with are the same words that Jesus uttered on the cross. David says, my God, my God. He uses that word El, which was a Canaanite term that was used for the head of the Canaanite pantheon. It was a Canaanite phrase that David borrows from a poetic standpoint to lift God, Yahweh, over any of the monks the Canaanite pantheon. He says, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Why are you so far from helping me? He says, God, I'm crying to you in the daytime, but yet you don't say a word. It's not because I'm not anointed. You sent your son, you sent the prophet Samuel to my father's house. And the anointing oil not pour on any of my older brothers, it poured on my head. I know you anointed me. Not because you have not been with me, it was you who kept me out in my father's sheep pasture that day when the lion came to devour my father's sheep and the bear came to devour me. You gave me from on high to kill the lion and the bear. You empowered me to kill that great Philistine giant gas by the name of Goliath. So there's no doubt about the fact that you're with me. God, I know you're with me. I know you've called. I know you've anointed me. But yet, why is it that I've called you? And I can't hear a word in response. 
it because I lack faith? Is it because of my sin? What is it? David in some type of hyperbolic prophecy suggests that there are times in all of our lives when you may feel that heaven is silent. We pray, we pray for you to heal our land. We pray, we've been singing since we were kids, to bless America. We've said that through song, God bless America. God, and the best you can do is Bush. Obviously. You must be silent. Let me ask you a question. Let me just let me be real, man to man, man to woman, straight, straight. Have you ever have you ever wondered did God really hear you at times? Have you ever gone through something that was so difficult and so debilitating that it made you wonder is prayer really powerful? Does prayer really work? Have you ever prayed about something until you were blue in the face, but yet it seems that that answer still has not come yet? And the question I want to raise to you is this. What do you do in life when you find yourself dealing with the silence from heaven? What do you do when you ask God over and 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 over for one thing, and yet that one thing is so evasive and pervasive? It seems that heaven literally is silent. How do you overcome the silence of heaven? Are you interested? Well, I hope you're interested. If you're not, too bad. I'm going to preach this one for me. What do you do when there's no word? From on high. There are four things I'm going to lift and then I'll take my seat. My brothers and my sisters, whenever you've been talking to God and God has not been talking back to you, whenever it seems, my sisters and my brother, that heaven inside, the first thing I want to tell you is this. You've got to decide to give the Father worship. I said, you've got to decide to give the Father worship. Look at verse number one. My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Why art thou so far from helping me? And from the words of my roaring, oh my God, I cry in the daytime, but thou hearest not. I cry in the night season, but I am not silent. I can't find rest. God, I've been praying. I've been praying. You're silent. I can't sleep. I'm upset. You're not talking back to me. But in spite of that, verse 3, but thou. I wish I had a Bible reader here. That's the problem with church folks. You don't know when they shout. But thou art holy. In other words, although I'm upset, although I can't hear from you, although you're not answering me, that still has nothing to do with the fact that you are still my pain has nothing to do with your position I am frustrated I don't understand but guess what you're holy so I lift my hands even with unanswered prayer and just say one word hold it 
Is there anybody around this house, even when heaven has been silent on you, you've made up in your mind that you're not going to look at God based on your circumstances? Because although you're broke, he's not. Although you're weak, he's not. Although you, oh, don't he be, although you may be crying, he's still sovereign. And I've learned to say, you know what? Praise is what I do. Even when I'm going through, I vow to praise you in the good or the bad, whether I'm happy or whether I'm sad. As a matter of fact, uh, oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. I will bless the Lord at all times, and his praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The offer shall hear that love and be glad. Make a joyful noise. All ye lands serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord is God. Won't you shake somebody's hand and say, he's still holy. He's still on the throne. He's still got the power. He's still worthy. Can anybody say, I'm still blessing? If he answers me, I'll praise him. If he's silent, I'll worship. If I'm crying, I'll lift my hand. He's worthy. looking at your situation and start looking at him. Don't matter who's in the White House. He's still holy. The angels cast their crowns before the great right throne. You know what they cry, don't you? Holy. The hymn writer say, Holy. Holy, holy. Lord God Almighty. Y'all are feeling me here. Early in the morning, our song shall rise to thee. Holy. With heaven in silence, you got to decide to give the Father worship. You're holy. That's a term of worship. But not only are you holy, David says you inhabit the praises of your people. That means whatever praise goes forth. In the Hebrew, it means God makes his throne on top of praise. He sits on top of wherever he finds praise. If you want God to sit on top of your home, if you want God to sit on top of your finances, I double dog dare you to lift up some praise. Because when praises go up, not only will do blessings come down, but the So if you're going to overcome the, the silence of heaven, you've got to decide to give the Father worship. 
But once you've made a decision to give the Father worship, second, you're going to overcome the silence of heaven. The second thing you got to do is this. Don't let folk determine your worth. Don't let folks determine your worth. Look what he says. He says, he says, he says in verse number four and five, our fathers trusted you. They trusted you delivered them. They cried. They got delivered. They trusted you. They were not confounded. You know, other folk, they trusted you. They got blessed. But look what he says in verse number six. But I am... As he called himself an animal, he said, I'm not even a man. David is so confused that he voluntarily relinquishes his own manhood. Now normally, uh, the manhood is something that an ordinary man would fight for if he ain't got nothing. Come on, help me hear somebody. I mean, when man is so proud, sometimes we hold on to manhood if we ain't got nothing else. But David says, I'm a word. I'm not even a man. And I want you to know, David, why do you call yourself a word? Why do you relinquish your own manhood? He says in verse 6, I'm a reproach of men. I'm despised of the people. Verse 7, all they that see me laugh me to scorn. They shoot out of the lip. They shake the head saying he trusts in the Lord that he would deliver him. Let him deliver him, seeing that he delighteth in him. He says, you know why I feel I'm a worm? You know why I feel I'm not a man? He's saying because I'm so messed up, here it is, and people are laughing at me. He says, folk are talking about me. They're putting me down. They're shooting out of the lip, talking about, oh, he's supposed to be a Christian. He's supposed to trust in God. He's supposed to believe. Look at him now. So when David heard what the folk said about him, come on, do it. In response to what people said, now he said about himself, I'm a worm. I'm not a man. Let me say something to you. When heaven is silent, let me help you here. Don't ever view yourself through the lens of others. And part of the problem around this church today is a lot of us base our value and our worth. Upon others' estimation. All right. But one of the greatest things you can be delivered from after you've been delivered from sin is when you're delivered from the disease to please. All right. Yes, sir. And you understand that your destiny is not tied into other people's understanding and estimation of your worth. And so you've got to get the strength to say, I may be jacked up, heaven may be silent, but I thank God that I'm not what folks say I am. All right. 
Help me, Holy Ghost. When you look real down deep and say, God, I know what they're saying. I know they're talking, but I'm so glad that I am what you say I am. They say I'm jacked up. They say I'm nothing. They say I'm tore up from the floor up. But you say I'm an heir. You say I'm a joint heir. You say I'm a holy nation. You say I'm a royal priesthood. You say I'm a peculiar people. You say I'm a Christian. You say I'm your child. You say I'm the head. You say I'm not the tail. You say I'm blessed in the city. You say I'm blessed in the field. You say I live on top and not the bottom. Is there anybody around this house? Thank God that I'm not what other people say I am, but I am what God said I am. Because in life, no matter what you do, somebody's going to have something to say. Yes, sir. Especially in the church. Nobody can oh, yeah. be more crude than church folk. I thank God God has let me develop some thick skin. And now I know who determines my worth and my value. And that's not people. So you do what God has called you to do. Help me hear yes, somebody. Sometimes when you're in the church and you see the church growing, people say, we got too many people in the church. But if nobody joined, they say, you ain't doing nothing. 